Mote, I don't, I don't know if you know Sean uh, at all. We just met. No, we're, friends, so. Yeah, we're, we're pretty, we we're pretty close like now. Earlier this <laughs> evening. We go back to five minutes ago when he got a bottle of water. Water people over here. American honey. I, lo- I love that. So classic. Fucking casino people. <laughs> Give me the wrong shit. <laughs> Treasure Island. That's the quality. Oh, yeah. That's the quality you get. Yeah. The wrong bottle for 30 bucks and it's tiny. Shut they only sell the rum there. <laughs> and little gold coin chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> the foil. Probably. <laughs> that makes it to my pillow. I'll give it a Those are the. Remember getting those? And I'd be so stoked when I first got them. And even as a little kid, I was like, this is the shittiest chocolate. <laughs> it's so bad. It is bad. It's horrible. Yeah. And you peel it off and you're like, oh, cool. And you make a little foil ball and then you bite it and you're like, oh. That's a cavity. But do you remember getting the chocolate oranges? I do. I got two of them for Christmas this year. Two? You know, it took me like six years of getting those to realize that you had to hit them to crack them and open them. Wait, I, what were you doing before? Just bite Just <laughs> like an apple. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why do they fall apart, you know? It's like they're sliced. I don't know. Impressive. Yeah. I believe when I'm like, like I'm an import to this country. My parents are imports, so. Oh, you were born That's here. That's really. You're not an import. Yeah, I guess I'm not an import. You're an anchor baby. <laughs> anchor baby. <laughs> I was. as my parents' American <laughs> surprise. Oh, my God. That's the, that's the really sweet <laughs> way like my mom says it. Tonight, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that to be a derogatory term. I'm just saying you see the deal. They're Americans now. Yeah. So are you. Yeah. Thank you. It helped, probably. You've employed me. Thank I you. Yeah. My parents are from South Africa, if anybody didn't know that. South Africa. South Africa. That's my best impression. Can you guys do your best South African accent? <laughs> peri peri chicken. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That is all I know about South Africa. Peri peri chicken. That's oh, more, more than, than most people. It's more than I know. Yeah. I learned I learned that tonight at dinner. At <laughs> dinner uh-huh. today. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, coming up. Okay. So back to Sean. She works at uh, Urban EDC Supply. Correct. And is a. I keep saying this term tonight, but a style purveyor of sorts. Ooh. And so is Mr. Mote. Correct. I try. Sometimes I want to call you Motang. It's okay. But then that's got weird connotations in the knife industry. Because oh, he has a long tang. Motang. Well, you guys know like the old knife? To yeah. yeah, no. I, I was asking if he has a long tang. Oh. What do you mean no by long? that? Tang. Yeah, I feel like he just went somewhere. Not, I'm not sure what going with that either. <laughs> 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 I'm just like, we're just like all looking at you. tank. So it's supposed to wear less tank. And then uh, why I wanted to grab you guys is, um, you know, so so Mote's are, Mote is also short for Timo Tang. Correct. Which it was really it was really awkward when, uh, not awkward, but it was just funny when when you first became our uh, buyer, you first came on board with with uh, Blade HQ. Getting these Im- like emails from Timote, you know, I'm like Tim Reeve, and, and we'd just say Timote every time, and we and we'd say it like 15 times a fucking sentence. So we're so glad to be able to call you Mote now. Yeah, it's easy. It just rolls off the tongue. It's perfect. I love your name. Thank you. I love shortening it. it yeah, it is fun. <laughs> right, it's easier. Do you have your cements with you? No. I oh, love your name, dude. but it's even well, better now that I've changed it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he changed it. So, so. I, ha- I was going to put the scale on my Sabenza. Stick that sucker right on your lips. was kind enough to make me my own scale. It says Mote on it. Stick that sucker right on your lips there, Bob. There we go. Yeah, there you are. 
His levels. No, I think I think they're good enough, right? My levels are great. All right, cool. No, so Tim made me a, a Sabenza scale for my twenty-one. Right. It says Mote on it, and I was gonna put it on before the show. Right. But I didn't want to scratch it. Why? Because it's pretty. <laughs> are you kidding me? Did you just admit to having a new safe queen? No, no, the scale. The safe scale. Well, definitely. Oh, it was a safe on. scale. But <laughs> yeah. I feel like I need to take some time and put that thing on. I understand, hey, man. I had a bunch of people slide in my DMs. Dude, yeah. They got that thing, and I just told them, go away. Like, go away. <laughs> you don't get one. Yeah, man. You just got to be pretty. Yeah, it's perfect. And have a sweet name. It's, I am pretty. You are pretty. Well done. <laughs> got a pretty sweet name. You're just going to get one that says Shaw. <laughs> S-H-A-W. <laughs> <laughs> Your name is better when I... Change it to my <laughs> just knock off so. an end. We're yeah. all changing each other's uh, names. Yeah. Just call me Ma from here on out. Like Monte. Yeah. So, yeah. Mote, so how'd you get into to the position you're at at Blade HQ? I really just kind of walked into it. I started out at Blade HQ as a customer service rep. Um, I was looking for a change of pace. I had worked some other jobs, uh, owned a business, a couple businesses. They'd done pretty well, so I'd taken some time off. Um, Ended up at Blade HQ as a customer service rep. And then Jacob Knutson, who's our chief creative officer, and I kind of got along and we had talked and he felt like I would do better at shows. Yeah. So it just kind of progressed from there and started yeah, doing custom sense. buying first and then moved yeah. into the, the bigger retail stuff. So you buy for, nice. for uh, you know, Chris Reeve Knives, we kind of sure. like sit in that category because sometimes we, we've got a foot in both worlds. Yeah, definitely. Um, what other brands do you, do you buy for? Like kind of what is your top like couple uh, that you Benchmade, Spider Co. Um, you guys, obviously. And you're pulling like the the are you buying all their stuff or are you but just like curating to like certain uh, lines? Probably fifty to sixty percent of the items. Okay. And then add custom items on top of that. We have okay. another buyer named Tyson. Yeah. He's not here, but he does some of the brands like Kershaw and Boker and some of the other bigger brands. Gotcha. And then we all manage the smaller stuff on the site. Cool. Yeah, I just people don't really understand maybe understand like you see Blade HQ like the big you know sure monolith of the knife industry and like what goes behind it and they're really badass people because we've known we've known like Blade HQ for ages absolutely yeah. ages I've, we've known Jacob and, and Ben and, and all those guys for a long time but you get to know all these crazy characters behind them you know yeah, and you're definitely one of those crazy characters that fits right in there yeah man it's it's a different scene I think it's good that we have a, a fair balance there yeah um, I know you know Jacob for I think Jacob just hit like his 13 or 14 year mark there and wow. Blade HQ's been around I think for only like 15 years yeah so he, he's a pretty significant milestone but yeah yeah the, the mix that we have there is pretty substantial but it's it's a good balance yeah and good and how much of a marketing side do you guys have I mean it's just a it's like a bunch of goofballs yeah. doing video stuff like edit, chopping <laughs> up videos yeah, like man. Cool the posters. YouTube channels, nuts. Like, yeah. Instagram cool. lives, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Instagram lives. You know, yeah. Zach is a is a total character. Yeah, Zach in the wild. We got to get that guy on this, this Zach podcast. In the wild. He'd be fun. He's a good personality. Yeah. He Zach's is. A good guy. It is. So then, back to you. We were just talking in the hallway in the Cosmo a little bit. You're still, uh, you're a. Well, explain it. You're a firefighter and shit. Oh, so I'm. Yeah, so I'm a volunteer firefighter and shit. Um, just a bad. But. Place. Uh, yeah. so that's, that's, you know, what I do. That's what I moonlight as at night. Um, <laughs> but during the day, as you said, I work at urban EDC supply. Right. I'm kind of, I like this style purveyor. Um, but I, you yeah. know, I do a lot of like the buying. And I the think that's how he was introduced to me as it. And like, I just keep that. Yeah, no, it's head. great. Yeah. I'm going to put that on my next business card. I like yeah. That. <laughs> what about, uh, what that's about good. like a curator of cool? Ooh. Oh, 
Anyone, whoever wants it first, you can have it. It's yours. <laughs> you want to fight for it? Moto's no, like, no, no. it's actually oh, okay. You're a firefighter. Are you kidding me? You just got done telling us how badass you are. You want to fight? <laughs> no, I don't no. actually want to fight, no. He's like, no, man. <laughs> to put that out. So how'd you get roped into that gig? Which one? Uh, well, firefighting. I guess let's start there. Uh, so that was something I always wanted to do. Uh, my grandfather actually was a volunteer firefighter. Okay. And, um, you know, just footsteps I wanted to follow in. Um, but took me a while because of the fact that I wanted to do it once I put down roots. And so I waited okay. until I bought a home okay. and like paid taxes and knew I was staying there for right. a while. Right. Um, so that's really fun. Uh, I do about 40 hours a month. Okay. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And, um, you know, similar to, to what Mote was saying, I kind of, uh, walked into this job at, at urban EDC supply. Um, I had always kind of like stalked their Instagram, so to speak. Um, yeah. Being, uh, being someone from the, the collecting community of knives and EDC gear, I saw that on Instagram that they needed, they were looking for help for customer okay. service. And yeah. I wrote them and I was like, please pick me, pick me. <laughs> and um, <laughs> they did. And so I kind of progressed from that customer service role up into okay. uh, what I'm doing today. Okay. What, what got you into like the, the EDC world, like collecting on that side? I would say both... Um, both my brother-in-laws, uh, as well as my best friend Rob. Um, oh, this is Rob here, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Rob's I totally here. Actually, um, you. <laughs> Rob so is a foodie. Is what? Is Hello, everyone. Yeah, Rob <laughs> solid, um, solid. curated our dinner menu for us tonight. That was really special. Dude, um, excellent job. Yeah, so excellent job, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did top us our, our asses off. Um, but yeah, they they kind of got me into the the, the custom world. Um, but I kind of just like fell really hard down that rabbit hole. Was it like knives first or was it like pocket junk? Or I would Hanks say the first thing I ever found on Instagram, like on my own, was when Kirk Mayberry of Cam Designs was making okay. the Nashorns. And okay. I was like, these bottle opening rhinoceroses are the shit okay. and I need to own all of them. Right. Um, right. And it's not, uh, yeah, you see it and you're like, I want every color. Uh, yeah, I want every metal. Isn't it weird when every you see finish. Like that? You have yeah. To have and yeah. you just have to have each one and then. I like created my own like little Noah's Ark of <laughs> animal <laughs> bottle openers. Coming in two by two. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, right. And then like from there, it just turned into more knives and more openers and Kay. pry bars and Kay. chopsticks. Flashlights now. F oh. We were just talking about that earlier. That is Rob's fault. The yeah, flashlights, yeah. Yeah. I, f I hear a lot of things are Rob's fault. <laughs> All good things, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But the flashlight world is is very interesting. Um, I just love the complexity of the machining mixed yeah. with the actual like technological aspects of the guts and like how some makers are doing their own, or at least like have a a, a hand in like the build of them. At least like a basic uh, construction of, of the the electronics and stuff. Right. Because hmm. I think a lot of times it started off with getting the guts and just throwing it into into barrels. Into like a, yeah, into like a CNC. Because a lot of times like. Well, my, my, so my dad even has uh, turned a couple of, of flashlight. What are they called? Barrels or fucking tubes? Tubes, jupe tubes. Bodies. 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 Let's bodies. go. Let's run with bodies. Some flashlight guys really like, this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Knife guys <laughs> talking about flashlights. Exactly. Here we go. Uh, We're just trying to shed some light on the industry. Yeah. Yeah, so, but I mean, it's the thing that, like, but, um, in, in most knife shops, you have a lathe. And sure. so, you know, and turning is like a big part of, of what we do. We like to do as much of our hardware as possible. My dad's been turning since he was 10 or 11 or something like that. So, so turning is like a huge part of it. So, yeah, he's done a couple of flashlight bodies that are like kicking around his like workshop or something like that, which I'm sure somebody would kill for. 
But it was, uh, I guess what I'm getting at is... Somebody in this room, maybe? Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, what's going on here? If you want to yeah, prove exactly, it, right? we got the perfect person to come. But he did the whole, like, well, I'll figure... Uh, he just wanted to pair up with somebody that had good good internals, good glass. And he's like, right. I'll just make the bodies. Like, I'm not trying to fuck around with the other stuff. He's kind of electronically not super savvy. Oh, so we get along just right. Like, yeah. We'd be perfect together. Just like that. I saw him forget to use his fucking microphone, so... <laughs> stick that sucker right on your lip. Or I'm gonna stick it on there he's for not, you. He's doing good. He's doing all right. We talked about herpes. If I you don't, don't get herpes. if you don't get a, a a lip hair pulled by that microphone, you're doing it wrong. Oh, is that, that is that what that was? <laughs> That's what you're feeling in your teeth is a uh, lip hair from a previous podcast. Person. <laughs> yeah. No, I I think. But going back <laughs> it's all face hairs. Oh my goodness, you guys are. No, but like going back to like what always. we're talking about, I think that's what makes like our job so interesting, right? right? Is that there's so many subcategories within the EDC right. community. So it's just an ever evolving door. Right. Like everything is just continuously pouring in. And we get to see all these things that these makers make. And you and that's what happens, right? We see all this shit and then we're like, oh I need one of everything. Right. So my desk is just full of everyone's shit. It's never gonna get taken home. <laughs> right. So if you want stuff, just come to the office and steal shit. Because yeah. you'll never notice it gone. The first time I like ten four was out there, he gave me a knife like right off his, his kitchen table. I'll see you Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'd just be flying into Salt Lake all inconspicuous. Like, I don't know, I've been here for business. No, it's true. I So I was just at headquarters for the first time. Right, uh, so you're out of you're out of Jersey. So, I, yeah, I am based in Jersey, and I work remotely. Um, right. And our uh, office is in San Francisco with our warehouse. So I was just out there for the first time, and it, it took all of my self-control to not, like, hand back my entire paycheck and be like, no, I don't want this. Just give me all the things. Just send me boxes oh, yeah. of crap. You know, just pay me. Here's a <laughs> pay list me of in stuff kind. <laughs> yeah. Our shop runs, like, half of our shop runs like that. Like, there's, what, our inventory guy, he's, he always says, he's like, I don't know what a full paycheck looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just constantly. Well, and it doesn't help when, like, people are just, like, picking Menundies and running away. Yeah, mom. Yeah, <laughs> that'll happen. Dude, we've got some pretty ones to come through. I'm gonna sell that one t- tomorrow. There's this there's this uh, box elder that's just gorgeous that mom wants. I'm gonna try to sell it. You can't sell it, Chacha, Show, Tim. We'll get in trouble. At, yes. Ve- at Vegas Custom Show. Yeah. That's, oh, that's what happens in Vegas outside of Chacha? Show? At what happens at LVCKS stays at LVCKS. Besides the stuff that ends up on a podcast. Yeah. Oh apparently. man. Okay. Yeah. Back to reality. All okay. right. We're <laughs> still incriminating here. Yeah. You guys are horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll teach you a thing or two. You guys want to hear about this bank we're going to wrap tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> exactly. No, but seriously, we need some help. Anyone drive? <laughs> yeah, so Matt, you got any questions for these guys? I'm tapping out here. What? No, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. One minute into it? Like, we hey, man, even, I like, threw like, technically fit, didn't like even five, introduce questions the podcast. in a row. Didn't oh, even yeah. like, start it. Fired up, it's your turn. Is it really? Yeah, we just go every other. Well, hey guys, it's the Think Twice Cut Once podcast, and uh, you're on it. (laughs) (laughs) If you weren't sure. (laughs) That was the longest introduction ever, was that intro we all had with a full conversation. This is fantastic. Well, Uh, better late than never. Um, This is called the Style Purveyor episode. But I do want Blade HQ to take note of something right here, since I'm acting on behalf of myself. Right. And not Blade HQ. Yeah. Sean just said that she works from New Jersey, right? Right. Blade HQ needs to take note because I've been trying to work remotely for a long time. Where are you trying to get off to? Uh, I don't care. Anywhere, Anywhere. but Salt Lake. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I really don't care. I'm just kidding. Blade HQ is fantastic work. Dear Blade right. HQ, right. I had nothing to do with this. It's right. Yeah, and this, uh, like anything said here, doesn't reflect uh, Chris Reeve Knives, uh, Blade HQ, or Urban EDC Supply. Let's just, just throw that one out there. We do want to absolve ourselves of any 
you know, liability. And so we always kind of say that. Yeah. I don't know if it helps. I don't know if it'll <laughs> stick, but we say it every time. Hopefully I don't get fired. But that's why we kind of want to, like, have a You've done way worse. conversation with you guys where <laughs> we can kind of take... True. <laughs> 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 we can kind of take, like, the our, our brands that we work for, like, set them aside. Right. And just kind of, like... Show what we all do in in this industry, this crazy industry, because it's 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 uh, what is it? It's mutually beneficial. Like we make stuff, and then you guys get stoked on it, and take it out and show other cool people. You sure. know, we just did uh, some blue carbon fiber drops with you, right? That were awesome. Those, I was talking up your uh, your words, but the photos are gorgeous too. Yeah, like it's a good package. Yeah, I mean, and that's what the goal is, right? It's to meet makers and collectors in the middle and provide a good platform for both. And so right. we take our copy really seriously. We take our photos really seriously. Um, but it helps to have some wicked awesome stuff to take pictures of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. yeah it helps, right? <laughs> One of the things I've always said was kind of cool, and it's this is actually, you know, in our, what is this, our seventh episode? We haven't even, we're not, we're not even double digits yet. Yeah, this, this, is, this is number seven. Damn it. Seven. Three away from ten. Than we actually have. We're close. We're getting real. We're getting real close. You guys want to do three tonight? Yeah. <laughs> um, three more. Rally. Um, no, but I always think it's kind of interesting. You know, we are always kind of in our world, and the things that are you know uh, specific to what we are trying to do with our brand, with what's happening there. But I feel like you guys, as, as uh, curators of cool, as purveyors of what's the other one? Passion. Passion. P- purveyors of passion. What other alliterations we got here? Right, what you got? It's definitely not passionate. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's gonna be something else. I swear I'm not laughing. There's at you. definitely more alliteration okay. to be had here. Had me a glass as I opened the wild turkey, <laughs> and I just shook him off because I'm just gonna use it as a Gatorade bottle. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> a cool. Gatorade bottle. Yeah, like, we're here now. Hydrate. Purveyors of passion. Where are you getting out with that one? Uh, I just wanted to have one more. I wanted a third alliteration before I moved on with what I was trying to say. Uh, that'll come later in the podcast. Rob, what do you got? Hurricane? Um, what's a, okay, what's another word for purchasing? Give me a thesaurus Acquiring. here. Buying. Acquiring. Uh, acquisitors of awesome. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, we found one. <laughs> is that a word? Sure. It is now. Take right. note. Rack Put it that up. No, yeah. Rack it I'm going to play it in Scrabble next week. Please do. Never <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> No, the perspective is so different. You know, you guys handle so much stuff. Like yeah. it was really fun hanging out with with you. Uh, we went to the British Q uh, grand opening of the new um, the new shop. Uh, was it a year ago? I guess yeah. now, huh? And um, to get to go even hang out at your house afterwards and just see the stuff that was like lying around, sure. like, everything you knew about it. You do the same thing. Like you got you're so much more into like the EDC world, all these other cool things. Like your guys' scope is so much more. Uh, so much more broad than what we are always focusing on, and we were yeah, like around I had the same it. Same thing was just like Sabenzas everywhere. Yeah, we, we just go to yeah. we go to shows, we see the sure. stuff. But for me, it's kind of more personally, it's kind of more peripheral uh, to what we are doing with, with our own like brand, what we're working with. That it's just kind of a, it's kind of mind blowing. It's it's cool how much you guys come across, how much you guys are dealing with. Like you're always telling me of makers that I have no idea who they are. Like, it's awesome. No, it's it's so cool to <laughs> understand like that. There's <laughs> There's so much more out there and so much more, like, you guys are so much more in the leading edge, the cutting edge, pun intended, of what's happening at any given time that it's, like, I was, when we talked about doing this podcast in the first place, like, one of the things that brought up right away was we could have, like, our dealers or retailers, people on here that that see so much more about this than we do. And so it's interesting to kind of see your guys' perspective as as people that are collectors, people that are um, really enthused about this industry, 
that have managed to make a profession out of it all of a sudden, which is really awesome. Right. Like, and, and get to hear like kind of the, the the perspective of that stuff. And that's just an opinion I have right now. That's the way I feel about it. What I I'm trying what to ask is, uh, what do you guys think is cool right now? <laughs> what do we think is cool right now? <laughs> so what's hot? I'm gonna let Moche handle that. Well, that said, well, that said, what's uh, what's really sick out there, dudes? <laughs> I think it's interesting. I think. Uh, the EDC community as a whole and, and watching the makers and the people that have kind of started to rise towards the top. Um, you know, you have you have the older generation that's done really well and set kind of the, the foundation for everything and they continue to evolve things. Um, but seeing people like, let's just throw out, like Enrique Pena or Jared right. Oser with these new slip joints that they've brought out. I mean, and they're not, they're not new, so... Nobody slay me for that. Right. Yeah. But, but it is a newer thing. When you look at the sure. step back and look at the bigger picture, it's a newer thing. Sure. Resurgence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's resurgence, cool. it's, yeah. yeah, it's a resurgence, right? You look at, like, fashion trends. Right. Right, how that's circulated. Yeah. Um, well, we always joked with, like, bringing out our little slip joint this like, last year. We're like, oh, sweet, we finally hit a trend on time since, yeah. like, the frame lock. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, no, like, 30 yeah. years ago. But, I mean, it's... it's <laughs> Good job. Everybody's yeah, talking we're trying. about it. Everybody wants one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bill sent me a picture of... Him, Bill Harsey, of him right. cleaning out some rainbow trout right. that he caught, you know? And I told right. him, I was like, oh, we want to use that on our social feed. And he's like, yeah, go right ahead. Two, you guys need to go fishing together. Yeah, we do need to go fishing. Yeah, he's got some good spots in the Mackenzie. Yeah. I like fishing. <laughs> you, yeah, you have a, what's your deal with the boat? You were talking earlier. Oh, you, yeah. Uh, do you yeah. live on a houseboat? Is that a thing? I do not live on a houseboat, no, but I, um, I am <laughs> blessed to have a great family um, who has a boat and a shore house and I have like a little skiff like a little 14 foot flat bow That's and I like to go nice. crabbing and um but we go f we go fluke or flounder fishing um and it's just a ton of fun but it's all I've never I have never gone um freshwater fishing okay yeah so it's always been saltwater fishing huh. you can change that yeah, yeah. I've never yeah. been I've always fishing. wanted to like be one of those people in the Filson commercials that does yeah. like those like Fancy fly fishing, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? With like, yeah, I want to do like, that. It's more like. Oh, it's more like this. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Like <laughs> it's <laughs> not. Okay, it's not like playing Can't darts. Fish with darts. <laughs> Got him. Reel it in. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Um, no, I, I agree with what you're talking about, though, Moche. Yeah. Like watching the watching the the trends ebb and flow has been very interesting. Now that I've been around long enough to see it happen, like, you know how kind of like um flippers are on their way out but some studs are on their way in yeah. um you know and like the resurgence of like the front flipper and things like that um that's been really awesome and just watching the the difference in like materials that are coming out you know from right. everything from like carbo quartz to right. like carbon fiber with like metal copper in dust in it yeah, you know it's like a little it's like tinkerbell made carbon fiber and it's right. beautiful You're like, oh crap that's cool yeah yeah yeah, and stinking Koenig is like on top of all that crap. They're yeah, I mean that that gob that mini goblin you were just showing me yeah. with like the red twill and it's just it looks so good. Yeah, we had an aqua twill one, like yeah. an aqua twill carbon fiber that we dropped on Urban EDC right. supply. It was so bright, but like yeah. so durable, like just as yeah. durable as carbon fiber, but way more interesting. And the depth and the chatoyance in it is just incredible. Chatoyance. Yes, that is a great word. Do you have a permit for that word? Let me see that permit. Back here, bud. Yep, there it is. All right, cool. Uh, well, yeah, I, it's interesting because you guys have, uh, from what I've gathered, uh, similar approaches in the sense that you're kind of boots in the ground. You're always out there sure. checking out stuff, you know, yeah. sitting in hotel rooms like this, talking to idiots like me <laughs> and Tim. Idiots like Tim and me. 
Tim and I. Tim and I. And, uh, take the front of the idiot. But, well, if I say idiots, and I should follow it up with Tim and me. I should probably like, have improper English, right? I'm sorry, guys. Back to the it. point is, <laughs> is <laughs> you guys have uh, you're there. You're all you're you're in it as well. But the, you put you in have, just as much work as the, the makers. I'd say. Yeah. No, it's it's. I would say it's even more work. Like we go, we like make stuff, and we stand behind a booth for hours and talk about the few things that we made. Like it's like the most epic thing in the world. And you guys are out like running around from booth to booth, talking to everybody, having to like, you know, pretend to like people like us, and <laughs> sleeping on bridges, getting fights with security guards. Oh man, like, yeah. yeah. Can we tell that story? Yeah. Should we tell that story? No, that I, I mean, don't even know what's going on right now, but that story needs to be told. Yeah. No, that's okay. Um, <laughs> I want to hear about the shirt, and I want to rep that shirt next year. Blade Show 2018. <laughs> yeah. No, there was just it was Blade. Blade was hard. <laughs> Um, they did not respect the line (laughs) and I got like called out for like my lack of um, adherence to the chain of command okay this guy was like a better story than that though alright so a bunch of people like slept on the air like that like air walk the The sky walk yeah Yeah. Yeah. see look I was the sky has air so that's where (laughs) I was going with that and um, they just like wouldn't let us in and they were like no, we're not ready. No, we're not ready. And so finally at like 8.30, like the show opens at 9. I'm like, are you ready? And they're like, no, we're still not ready to sell tickets. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want tickets. I want to be in the line. I have my ticket. And they were like, oh, we'll just go get in line. Everybody's getting in line. And I was like, oh, you will walk me to the front of that line. Yeah, I mean, like, I remember you got like, um, seeing all you guys there the night before. Yeah, no. And so then, like, the that big, tall security guard, like, plucked me out of line and was like, you need to listen to me, like, blah, 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 like. Chain of command. Yeah, like, you need to know your chain of command. And I was like, um, no. So then, like, I don't know. I just became, like, the chihuahua that, like, everyone just associates me with now. She turned into a meme. I did. No, yeah. And so, like, I still get pictures of chihuahua sent to me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but I think it was, like, like more vocal and louder than you well, presenting it. Well, and it wasn't necessarily me. Like, I was, I was certainly not first in line. But I felt, like, as a collector in this business, sure. like, as a collector that has transitioned into the business, like, I totally feel for my friends who collect, who, like, sleep on the floor to get their hands on the gear first and then, like, are just disrespected, right? So, like... You just can't, you can't have that. We're like a family. It becomes yeah. a family, yeah. you know? And that's why you come to these shows. It's like not just about buying the gear. It's about seeing the people that you haven't seen. And Were you able to get months. your place back in line? Did that ever happen? Um, yeah, you, no, okay. they, they fixed it for the guys that were like in front of us in line. Yeah. And it was, it was good for them. It's like, you listen to me. I just slept on a peace out garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I shouldn't bring those things up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I've done it before. I can I be scrappy when I need to be, I guess. Yeah. No, that's crazy though. Uh, but the, what's the shirt? What is the, the? It's a photo of the security guard that says. Yeah, so Snail Trail Screen Printing made this, and it um, it has like. Snail Trail Screen Printing item. Yeah, no, guys. it's they're they make really witty T-shirts. Um, I'm just waiting to find my face on one of these. Oh, you haven't seen the one with your face on it? Oh no. Oh man. Um, okay, so it has this guy's face, and it's like the obey symbol. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. It, they they like made him into the obey symbol, and He's like yelling like obey or some <laughs> shit like that. It's just his face and his mean face, <laughs> <laughs> but like a Resting bunch of people have face. it. <laughs> Our, oh man. Um, Apparently, Blade gets like kind of wild sometimes. I mean. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. yeah. Um, so I can't wait to see like hundreds of people show up with these shirts. At Blade. I hope he's still there. I. 
Yeah. You can have mine. I mean, oh, yeah, that guy? Yeah, yeah I remember fit. him. I'll squeeze into it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Rob just showed them a picture of the yeah, shirt. That's amazing. <laughs> that's great. Dude. Oh, my. Yeah, that guy was Count a me in. douche. Yeah. yeah. I remember him around because he was there. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to. We should probably get off this story. It's definitely a dead horse at this point. Yeah. But. Let's just say that the shirt looks fantastic. Yeah, the shirt's great. And it's soft as all get out. So one quick, like a question topic that I kind of wanted to ask with, with both you guys here. Um, I want to bring up the, the infamous old Mr. Burnley, uh, because both of you guys kind of have interesting connections to him. You are a big, like Burnley stuff collector, right? Cypops. Yes. Is it just kind of limited to that or knives? What's your Um, kind of deal with? I, I have never been, I have not yet been lucky enough to own one of his customs. Um, I've, touch them um i have some of his production stuff that he did yeah. w- that he designed for crkt right but my collection is mostly um just cypops um and the gear right um because you're active like on their page like yeah I, I like the i i like the community that he's been able to b- build yeah. um the fact that they were able to raise like 800 million kabillion dollars Dude. for toys for tots was incredible he was um, a big inspiration to me like there's just this, like, during that era, what, last month, I guess? Yeah, it was... Where I was kind of getting a little bit of burnout on some of the community and, and getting some I shitty negative, negativity and people getting way too involved in my personal life. And anytime I talk to Lucas, we have great, like, really intense, like, nerd conversations. Oh, yeah, like, no, everything. absolutely. But he's very inspiring and is definitely somebody that, like, helps me, like, step up my positivity notches. Right. So, and I kept thinking about him a bunch. And then he hits the freaking news of being a, a like Santa, basically. Yeah. What what I what I admire most about him is that he always has a great look at like five steps ahead of where his brand is going to be. Right. And he is really good at looking big picture. Right. And it's not um, like he's trying to like play a puppet master. Right. And, and yeah, anything. not like no. Yeah, not like dehumanized like right. Like uh, you know, above like watching everything, but he is just, like, very true to his, like, line, right. you know, in this, like, line that he's built. So, um, but to, wa- to watch that and just, like, yeah. be part of that community. Watch where, it grow over the years. Yeah, I mean, and just, like, just, like, watch some, like, somebody, like, n- and not, like, a random person, but, like, just some collector right. post a dog pile thread and, like, right. all these people come out of the woodwork and they're, like, take my stuff for free. Like, I'm not going to take any of this money. Donate it to Toys for Tots. Right. Here's my collection. Right. You know what I mean? And to watch that happen is like, I get goosebumps now just thinking about it. Yeah. No, it's it's so cool to, to see, you know, somebody that have that kind of impact and, and rope it together. Right. Know? So, um, and then you guys just did that drop, played HQ drop with like the blood money Yeah. that I apparently like was a couple beers, a couple few beers like into, saw that drop and was like, fuck, I need that blood money. Yeah. I missed out on the stainless tie. That was what, the Ooh. one I wanted. I texted Lucas, and I think I texted. Did I text you that night? No, you texted. Lucas. You were like I legit hay broing. No, I was yeah. just like blood yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, I, didn't, I wasn't like trying. No, that's a hay bro. Trying to get one. I was just like that material is so cool. Yeah, you were totally low key trying to get one. Just be honest. I did post something on my Instagram like somebody get me one of these, but it wasn't really trying because I get like a bunch of people DM me. It was like, hey, I got one. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good actually. You just appreciate it. He has four. Yeah. Oh, I just like thought that material was so badass. Well, and then it's I think so we're... different for 
you know, what normally is kind of what we do, right? We everything yeah. like car- like the carbon fiber side pops we've done and right. brass and my card and stuff like that. And that was just kind of a cool twist. Right. Um, full disclosure, though. Right. Before we do this, I've only met Lucas once. Okay. Really? So I, yeah, I've met him once. Uh, Jacob is actually the person that has a really good relationship with okay. Lucas. Jacob has a really good relationship with like. 99.9% of the community. Right. Um, but I did meet him with Jacob once. But the thing that I do know that stands out to me from what I've seen at shows and through all these other things and these avenues is every time you see him at a show, he's super engaged with the customers. Dude. Right? He's not the guy that sits back and just is like, yeah, look at my stuff and I'll... Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that person that right. says, look at my stuff and we'll just kind of hang out. Right. And, uh, you know, if you like something, ask him about it. No, he's always right. engaged with the customer. He's always shaking hands, yeah. smiling. Yeah, he's like half figures. bent over the table. Yeah, it's always, always pulling something out of his backpack. Yeah, it's one of those things that just stands out. You know? The thing that blew me away is he, like, first time I walked up to his table, he pulls his sabenz out of his pocket. I was like, he's like, yeah, I love it. It's all beat up and stuff. I was like, <laughs> yeah. What? Tom Crane's the same way. What? Like, you see him opening his boxes, prepping for a show, oh. and it's his Sabenza. Yeah, and, and I got to meet, like, finally meet Tom Crane. Oh, he's the uh, best. At New York Customs Show this year, and he walked up and was like, I think, th- what was the first thing he said? He was like, oh, I love your podcast. I was like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> you actually have, like, a legit podcast. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. he does a great Apparently, podcast. we actually called them, like, the NPR of, pod- of Knife Podcasts. <laughs> I don't know who this we you're talking about is. I think that was something. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been me. You might have said. But, uh, no, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, the, all those guys actually hit us up individually and were like just like super supportive and uh, super stoked and were like, thanks for calling us the dads of the knife podcast. <laughs> and, you know, like kind of got the joke, but they, they just run such a legit podcast. And, and each one of these podcasts has a different different vibe. You right. know, we did, uh, we had the Knife Nuts guys on at New York and that was a total hoot. We talked about spiders like half the time. But My fear of them. The uh, smaller, the scarier. Yeah, you were telling us this thing. Yeah, yeah. no, I. The smaller the spider, the the it's vastly more terrifying because then you cannot find it. Like I would rather face my enemy. Yeah, like it, I would rather just in the eye. see a big spider because then at least I would know. Are you kidding me with that though? Yeah. No, like, I swear to God. Like what if on the side there was like, not 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 gonna we open that door and there was a massive fucking spider that you'd be like, well, better than <laughs> better than five small ones. <laughs> Have you seen those bird eating spiders? No, like the largest one in the no. world that lives underwater yeah, in a like, air I don't bubble. Think you'd be okay with that. No, I probably wouldn't, but like but what makes my skin crawl <laughs> is like the floating baby ones that like Those you can never weird. find again. Okay. Because then they could be in me and I wouldn't know. They could be like in my ears, up my nose, yeah. like you would never know. Laying eggs. Yeah, apparently right? you eat, like how many they spiders could be in, while you sleep during your life. I want somebody to do a reevaluation of that study so that I can sleep at night again. Yeah. Especially Which I don't have a problem have, doing I at have all. heard that you yeah. don't have trouble sleeping. No, I he has a problem, a problem sleeping with his mouth closed. I have an open oh. mouth breather. Yeah. 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 That's when I know he's asleep. He goes, <sighs> like that's, oh, that's basically it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 with the sleep apnea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a. <laughs> no, I clocked, I clocked Matt late, like the first night we got here at a minute and a half from like climbing into bed to like. <sighs> So snores, don't get me wrong. When we were like, leaving the gathering, mm-hmm. Rob boarded the plane um, before me because his section was before mine. First class? Y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make myself sound cooler than that. Sorry but, to call that out, Rob. <laughs> so then I board the plane. And by the time I board the plane, like five minutes later, Rob is like sawing logs in first class and like these people are just like looking at him like who does this man belong to and like who can make him stop and I just walked by like haha bitches 
Yeah, <laughs> I know that guy. Own it. Like throw I don't know that guy. Throw peanuts at him. <laughs> yeah, he didn't wake up that's, until that's after beautiful. we landed. So Tyson and I are sharing a room at our place. Okay. And Tyson always bitches because I will seriously, as soon as I hit the pillow, I'm done. Out. Then yeah. I'll just Dude, we're, gonna, we're about to throw down on a sleep off between yeah, all man. three of you. Dudes. Yeah, I will judge it. I need complete silence. <laughs> 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 Actually, I don't. I was going to say, from yeah. from what I understand, you don't need complete No, silence. I can sleep anywhere. So, who was the guy from Tactical Solutions that had his DJ moniker? Was DJ sleep Dude, anywhere? It was uh, Breck. Yeah. Breck, who's now at Versabilt. That's he right. He was a shot, what, like, two years ago? And I, he fell asleep. He's like, he has this photo of him. He's a former Marine. Like, one of the first guys in a Fallujah type thing. Super fucking hilarious. And he's, like, against, like, the wall in a hotel with a space blanket and, like, his backpack like his day backpack and like boots on maybe and he just said titled like dj sleep anywhere yeah <laughs> it's so funny that's fantastic yeah. like now that's the shot show vibe is like best spirit animals guys yeah. yeah i know what rob's gonna be for halloween this year dj sleeps anywhere dj sleep DJ anywhere, sleep anywhere. just awesome. has a space blanket on his arm yeah. <laughs> I like that. yeah all right all right what kind of what kind of tunes does that guy spin if you had to guess I was looking for something more punny. I was too. Someone. Thanks, Tim, for really letting that one fall out of the sky. On your Instagram page, <laughs> I see all these mixers. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that a little bit. My mixers? Yeah. My mixing boards? Yeah. Oh, I thought he, like, went to mixers. No. Like, I thought you went, like, <laughs> like when they, like, like a church aid, camp when they're trying to like like kitchen the girls with the boys, you know? <laughs> you play, like, Twister or something? Yeah. No, I, so I have, like, a little recording studio in my basement, and uh, I have, like, a drum set for, set up at all times with, you know, mic'd up and everything, and then... Uh, you know, synths and keyboards and stuff. But I have, I posted one to the, to our podcast something. And it's a, it's an old like 70s Yamaha, uh, like a vintage mixer. That's just absolutely gorgeous. I need to go through and kind of fix some of the channels, but even has like the suitcase style, like lid that clips onto it and everything. There's like a handle on the back. And um, I've got like a two different reel to reel, like quarter inch reel to reel so that I could hook up to it and record shit so i know how to like cut tape not super well but i can do it so legit and so yeah i've got that i've got another like yamaha mixer i just i collect mixers i've got a bunch of like really like small little ones like the shitty radio shack ones they're all old and and stuff they're just kind of fun like i've we've recorded a bunch of drums that just like sound like complete dog shit but like (laughs) it's kind of what you're doing you're like jacking the input so it's just all boomy and stuff and it's a vibe you can only get with those kind of that kind of gear yeah lo-fi yeah Both of us, like, came from Guitar Center, um, the Guitar Center world. He mm-hmm. was my boss at one point. Yeah. And, uh, totally fired him. That's why he went to work for his mom. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I kidding. wish it would have worked like that. That would have been pretty sweet, huh? No, we, we actually, we talked about this uh, many times. Many times, but we quit the same week, just coincidentally. It just kind of yeah. happened that way. And then I got, I posted him, like, a year later from our, my Carter supplier. Yeah. Uh, he went to sell uh, plastic. I went to work at, yeah, like, things. industrial, like, Supplying of like um, like plastic profile sheet rods and tubes of all varieties, engineering to commodity. Uh, Basically, the line of like, well, do you really want to be a plastic <laughs> for the rest of your life? Like worked. He was like, ah, no, actually. So. Matter of fact, I, I don't. Well, that was cool, but like, I wasn't going to be more passionate about plastic <laughs> years from now than I was right then. Sorry to say it like that, you know. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. but no, that was that was definitely the thing, but. Why did we talk about that? What was I talking about? Well, so we like dumb jokes. We're talking about mixers. Yeah, so we, uh, yeah. like, the two of us are pretty pretty active in music, and so mm-hmm. I'm not so active in music anymore. I just, I, I moved into, like, the recording side of stuff because, like, all my friends were better at 
musicians than I am. Mm-hmm. I can I played guitar for the last like fifteen years or something like that, and I can play drums and bass and program synths and drum machines and all that kind of crap. But um, all my friends are better at it than I am, and so I would always just kind of like start monkeying around, like setting up mics and press the red button and like get levels, and, like do all the kind of crap that we're doing for you know this podcast, and uh, and it just kind of became a thing. So when I was working at Guitar, basically I got the job at Guitar Center to to get a discount. Yeah, build a studio at cost. That's eighty-five percent of people that work there on do. a GC yeah. credit yep. card. So, uh, <laughs> which gets you a lot of gear for like nothing. Mm-hmm. So that was cool, and I still have basically all of it. And then Matt plays bass. He's a killer bass player and plays in like thirty-seven bands in Boise, and uh, he's going on tour, uh, doing a little Alaska tour in March uh, with Jeff Crosby and the the refugees. Refugees. Yeah, that's cool. It's uh, you know Tim sells himself short a little bit. He, he's a pretty badass engineer. There's guys that engineer like in a in a way that is like um, like commercially viable. Like they want to get the sound, like what's in the radio and all that kind of stuff. And that's like kind of dime a dozen, if you will. But then there are the guys that do like the cool, like vibey, kind of like lower fi kind of stuff. And his all of his buddies are like the who's who of like the badasses in Boise. And so, like, when he's, like, recording a little thing Just in this basement, it's, like, a bunch of, like, I mean, I didn't say they were smart. They're, they're idiots. <laughs> uh, no, 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 but they're, they're badasses, man. They're, 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 uh, they've got their own little scene, their own little vibe. And, like, and it's pretty cool to, like, to, to hear the things he's been involved with, the things he's recorded. You yeah. were doing stuff for, like, brands, man, that, yep, like, got, had things, like, had success. Yeah, yeah it helped, things. like, yeah. yeah. I don't know, a bunch of, bunch of Boise bands that, like, nobody nobody knows, but they kind of got big in the scene. But, yeah, I've, I've helped record, like, a good couple of EPs and albums and stuff like that. And yeah. I've got buddies that, like, they have their own engineer and go to, like, do, do their own things, and, like, they can't get the mix right or whatever, and they're just like, dude, can you listen to this and just tell me what you think? And I usually get pretty drunk and give them, tell them what I think. And I, I don't know if it always helps, you know? But it's like it's, uh, sometimes you just need somebody to bounce stuff off of, and mm-hmm. uh, usually yeah. I come up with, with a little bit of a, a different angle, and it usually doesn't work. So, do you both feel that the music industry side of things has helped kind of even out the life, as opposed to the production type of things with Chris Reeve? Like, it's a good yeah. relief from that. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a different world. Yeah, absolutely. My yeah. uh, Hell, bosses had the saying that like you know being a musician isn't like so much what you do it's kind of it's kind of part of who you are you know that's that's definitely true and it's for me it's it's like a it's a, a release of, of sorts for sure you know that creative output it's a, it's it's hard to describe um but it's a, a lot of musicians i've talked to kind of have a similar kind of feeling to it but right. it's almost like at times like this weird kind of out-of-body thing like it's almost like you're mm-hmm. a conduit like uh, there are times that i'm playing like when you're like in the zone or whatever, and uh, it's kind of the, the feeling that we're always base face, one of those kind of things. Like <laughs> the things that we're always chasing is like that feeling because when it happens, it's it's kind of euphoric. It's you yeah. know, and uh, it's a really kind of a, a cool experience, and it's those experiences that like get you through all the shitty gigs and all the things that you don't right. want to do. Sure. But for me, totally, yeah. Like I don't uh, like that's that's kind of my, my little safe space at home. Like I go home and I. Like yeah. record bass lines and stuff. Like it was funny. I'm, I'm, I keep like looking at my phone obsessively this weekend because I did these tracks this weekend, right before I came here, like Saturday before we left for this show. Right. I did a bunch of bass tracks for this guy, and he's like, "Oh, I'll send over the you know the files to you so you can hear the the finished product." And right. and I'm like, keep hitting him up, like, "Hey man, did you send those? Is my Dropbox not working? I'm not seeing those." Like, no, I haven't got to it yet, you know. But yeah. but it's uh, it's for me, it's really cool. It's almost like a like a second job in a weird way, and 
I've never put all my eggs in that basket because music is very much like a feast or famine kind of industry. You know, like right. you're either killing it, getting all the time and doing all right, or you're just like literally like scraping the Dude. bottom of the barrel trying and to figure out what you're going to do tomorrow kind of thing. You've and de- definitely had a lot more music industry taste and, and, and played more in the music industry. Like you've made way more money than I have. Like I've literally made 30 bucks playing at like the Prairie Bar one time. Yeah. Like that's the money I've made making music. But you've actually made like money making music. Yeah, that's and, cool. And uh, I really just like fuck off in my basement. It's, it's like, it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. It sounds like you guys are pretty talented. Yeah. Let's have I don't a, know. Let's have a band podcast. Dude, Tim's got a DJ yeah. moniker. Can we share this? DJ Poutine Dream. Poutine Dream, dude. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I DJed once and I tore it up. Oh? Yeah, dude. Where was this at? At the shit Reef was, in Boise or something like that. It's like a, a uh, French rooftop thing. <laughs> dude, Poutine Dream. No, it came from this, uh, it came from the nights, like, going from, so, like, our favorite bar in Boise is called the Neurolux, and you can walk to, straight down this back alley a couple blocks over, and you can hit, like, these couple of restaurants that all serve poutine, and they're fabulous, and it would always be this, like, so they would, I fucking can't remember now, but they'd serve it to, like, two for five bucks, and so if you bailed out at, like, one o'clock from the Neurolux, you'd, like, drunken, like, crawl through the alley, and it was the poutine dream. You had to get to the restaurants to get the poutine before they closed. And shove that a bunch of poutine fantastic. in your face. So like that's it. where it came from. Here's a fun uh, correlation of these two worlds together. This weekend, a dude was stabbed in the in the Neurolux uh, alleyway that Tim's yeah. talking about drunkenly walking. With so what? The band's like loading for With what? <laughs> with what? What's, uh, what was the blade steel? Uh, exactly right. What was the blade steel? Wouldn't that be something that somebody's 20 CV, totally have? chipped right. on their ribs. Yeah, yeah it would, I mean, it couldn't have been a slip joint, right? Right, yeah, exactly. It couldn't have been a slip joint. Okay, with proper protection. <laughs> if it was an Impinda, it wasn't, though. I, I didn't show you <laughs> the picture of the dude. Yeah, you did. Oh, I did. Looked like a stabbing victim. It yeah, was bad. Our buddies got stabbed. Was he actually your buddy? Uh, actually, he's like by a, proxy, a, like a buddy of a degree buddy. off of a buddy. To be honest, plays uh, in our buddy's bands. It was weird because we yeah. thought it was our actual buddy, and then it turned out to be like a, a degree off. But anyway. so we were really Is relieved. This okay? but still upset. Yeah, apparently he's good. He's like going to play, like go back on good tour. Cover. Okay, <laughs> good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, that's he's why fine. we're so nonchalant about it. It's not like he's dead or something. Yeah. 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 Anyways, let's talk about how knives are tools, not weapons. Um, yeah. Hmm. yeah. I so. open boxes a lot. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Mote, you got any good questions? Other good questions there? Let me think here. Since we're just dropping off over here. Yeah, you like that? Okay, so, I mean, truth be told, I really wanted to see how long I could just distract everyone from the main topic of the podcast. That's perfect. There's no main topic. Well, it's called the Think Twice Cut Once podcast. What does Think Twice Cut Once mean to you guys? (laughs) I think he meant that seriously. No, No, I didn't. I, I, I was just trying to, like gather my thoughts here and actually like it's a sick segue that just put right back at you right there <laughs> rapid fire just makes me think of a sabenza yeah. well i, I think that's the, it, it really does like i mean legitimately because i don't come from the knife industry mm-hmm. right i mean as soon as if anybody ever says anything about like even remotely close to that right i just think chris reeve yeah right. which is a great thing for you guys it's worked it's worked for 30 years yeah and yeah, we've only had one t-shirt did you guys kill it Seriously, like your products? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to kiss ass right now. Yeah. But it's like the running joke at work that if somebody sends back a Sabenza, I want to see it. Yeah. Like, yeah. let me see it. Prove to me that there's something wrong with that knife. <laughs> no, I, That's cool. I'm yeah. always, like, speechless with that because I do see how many mistakes we, we make. Um, That's what we're always focusing on is, like, how not to make them, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, I do kind of on that note, and it's not for me to be like, well, fuck it, I don't think it's it's wrong, but I do tell a lot of people, like, just throw my name on the package, like, send it back to us, I'd love to check it out, just throw ATT and Tim Reeve, and the, the girls will grab me and, and just show me the knife before they've even opened it, and so I like to have that, like, hands-on, check it out with anything that comes back kind of weird, you know, even if somebody's yeah. like, it's not smooth enough. Because right. that's super subjective. Same thing with sharpness. I like to see it, you know. So then I can feel okay. Well, if this isn't smooth enough for you, then I can gauge it against what you know what we're sure. gonna do. Then right. I can say, well, you know, that's kind of what we do. Or, yeah, this we should get this fixed. So. Uh, yeah, um, we like to do that with all our, our returns too. It's like, it, it, like as a knife person, I just like to know well what what didn't you like about it right. that I like about it. You know, it could right. be something as simple as you know some people just prefer to have inserts on their lock bars, and right. if they even have the littlest bit of stick, you know, it's not for them. You know, things right. like that. But right, um, but that's that's good to know. Yeah, I showed you, and it's not that like you know Trace our tech or or any of the other guys that that will touch the knife can't do it or won't get it right Right, but but it's like i I do have that personal interest especially Mm -hmm. if i'm talking to somebody directly yeah i understand and uh and if you know with you guys if if there's anything something something weird just shoot it back yeah we haven't to my knowledge we haven't gotten a return yet on a on a chris reeve product yeah we'll be you'll have some more stuff coming your way though so we'll get you a return (laughs) (laughs) I'll be your first return. I don't know if this is how we're supposed to go about this. Goals. Hashtag goals. Oh, no. So, anybody did recently about something, but everybody... (laughs) (laughs) Just send that back. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but only send it back if it's the Spalted Beach. Uh, Yeah, that really good-looking one. Yeah, that that, that one that I regret. Sean was real pissed about that. That was the that was the show queen of Nick's. So I we I picked up the the show queen at Nick's. Uh, this beautiful spalted beach, Manundi. Uh, Manundi. Yeah. And it was up, and for like the first five minutes that it was up, I was like, should I buy this? Should I buy this? Gone. Should I buy this? And then boom, gone. And then I was like, <gasps> but it was so pretty. You know, it was one of those. Oh, I get it. Yeah, you get it. The one that got away. Yeah. It was the one that got away. Yeah. I think we were all more stoked about that little Manundi than like the 10 all Damascus knives we made. Like the three yeah, of us were like, yes. talked about that. Agreed, yeah. Funny. I was so over those Damascus knives by the time we got to the show because they're just like, it's all this polishing. It's kind of like what I'm bringing to, to, well, I guess by now it's this, the, the Mokume inlays that we're going to be bringing to. <gasps> well, this won't air by the time we get there, so. I'm posting tonight, dude. Ooh. Actually, I'm not. I don't I do that. Tim's my password <laughs> on my laptop. You gonna leak them? Tim's the engineer. <laughs> but like, by the time he gets to the show, you're so sick of the knife. Right. You're just like, get it sold and let's be on with on with the next thing. But, and then we'll everybody you. like we'll touches the knife, and I spent so much time getting my own fingerprints off of it. You know, <laughs> it's like that kind of thing. <laughs> you should become the maker that like has the nitrile gloves on the. <laughs> Little white like <laughs> cotton gloves. <laughs> But it's tough because you can't tell people not to pick up the knife. You know what I mean? Like, you need to hold it, pick it up. You, know? you can, so but you'd be a, a total a, jerk. Yeah, it's kind of a funny balance. <laughs> but then you see the guys that, like, put those fucking $10,000 customs that are all blinged out, and they're like, yeah, pick it up. Dave like, from ProTech handed me that. His uh, sprint with the diamond inlays in it. Right. He handed that to me when we got on the floor. Did and you? I, I panicked. Did you pee? Yeah, I, I seriously just, just a little panicked. Bit. I just yeah. looked at it, and I was like, get this shit out of my hand, man. So, I'm going to lose this. Funny story, I was, like, trying to make inroads with Nottingham Tactical because I really like their pens. 
and this was at the gathering. Um, and <laughs> Matt's just like pouring himself a drink. Get all these sound clips. Yeah, and so um, they they had their fruit stripe mocha chai on the table, oh, yeah. and I was like, I picked it up, and I was like, fruit this stripe. is amazing. And like as I am saying oh. how amazing this is, I drop this mocha chai pen, and not only do I drop this one mocha chai pen, but I dropped it onto all of the other mocha chai pens oh, that were underneath it. That is my nightmare. And I was like, wow. I just became that asshole. Not if somebody right, doing so. it to my table, but me doing it. I'll take them yeah. all. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, wrap those up. Uh, For somebody no. else Every, everything was fine, and, and they didn't band me. Oh, that's good. So. Just like, if we ever see her again. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Oh, now they only sell us brass. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to TKI? Yes, I will be at TKI. Who are you most stoked for? Or like top two or three? Um, I think I'm like I'm very happy for Richard Rogers. Um, All right, yeah. Uh, I like that he's like like the special guest of TKI. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I just really like seeing him and his work, and like th- some of the the new stuff that he's put out has been really sick. Like um, his new dualies. Uh, okay. It almost has. It almost feels like a double detent. I don't. I don't think it is, but it's like a front flipper, but it also has like the bottle opener. In, in huh. it and it's like he does this really sick stuff with inlay work because his stuff is so precise okay um so i'm really excited to see him um but mostly i'm just excited to to kind of just like have like a chill show right. where the stuff's taken care of and i don't have to worry about like making it to tables in time and i um, really like that about tki yeah like, like i'm nice just place. i just want to eat steak and like <laughs> yeah. enter lottos without having to enter lottos right you right. know just yeah. So I'm mostly excited about just the chit chat and the camaraderie. So yeah, yeah, that's why. You know, I went by myself last year, and I, as I said, Matt, you got to come with me just to be able to like see this crazy format. Because from from the world that we come from, it's just like you show up to these big knife shows. It's first come, first serve. We bring our stuff as much as we can, like siphon off from from you know mm-hmm. our backlog, and then mm-hmm. right, it's that. And so for me going to TKI, I was like, what the hell? I didn't even know how to like conduct a lotto to like last year. I didn't yeah. get that. I didn't understand it by, like, why would you do that? But now we're starting to play with some of the, the things that are, like, that rare or small run. Right. That we're starting to get to, to, to like, understand why why you need to do that. So there's literally T-Rex. T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's T-Rex walking down the hallway right now. Yeah, I like the lotto setup. It makes uh, sense. Yeah. We're starting, like, what you were saying, like, <laughs> didn't even understand. Like, when I first came into the industry, I was like, what? Like, you... Enter a lottery and you when you win you don't a chance you win the chance to spend a ton of yeah. money what like I was yeah. so blown away I, I, was that's so everybody's perception so different yeah. I was like I thought you won money in the lottery what's going on like <laughs> but first then, come, this is the opposite lottery what's going on? Yeah. the first come first serve so first serve stuff is fun and it like gets your adrenaline pumping and right. it's like really cool and right. it like builds that extra level of camaraderie but when it comes to just like getting some really cool gear I mean the lotteries work because it it makes it more fair yeah. for a lot of people. You don't have to sleep um, like on a sky bridge in the rain. Yeah, and you don't like, have to like obey. You don't have to obey the guards. <laughs> get fight with security guards. That fucking shit. guy. <laughs> well, no, it's funny because we get like we, it's been like thrown out there on social media that we're like, well, yeah, good luck with one of those. They're already pre-sold. And it's like, dude, no, they're not. Like we legitimately yeah. do first come first serve, and we get hit up all the time. Like I can't make it. Can I please just buy one right now? It's like, no. Like what would be the yeah. point of? Making them for the show if I sure. sold them all before the show. Right. Yeah. Um, but now we, when we get those kind of accusations thrown our way, it's like, 
Oh, that's why lotteries are fair. That's yeah. that's what the thing is because it's a you know it's a it's visually like proven that a person is walking up and getting the knife or having the chance to buy it, you know. And so, but it's kind of fun. But you're right. Like the first come first serve thing is cool. Like it was fun at USN last year. Like having people like run to the booth and like, right. for us it was like exhilarating. People, like, you know, it is. I know, you know, it's like I didn't even gosh. see everybody run to the booth because I was like in the middle of doing something and I look up. It's like ten oh three. The show opens at ten and they're gone. And it's just like ten Set people deep like, in every yeah. direction right. around my booth. I was like, "What is going on right now?" Like, yeah, I think I think a healthy mix is good. Yeah, you know, it's like, I mean, for for us at, at Urban, we do drops every week. Okay, at Wednesdays at noon Pacific, right? Oh, okay, and so a lot of that is first come first serve, right. it, but in the web, right? And so, right. standing in line is kind of like standing in line for a show is kind of like the human interpretation of hitting F five. Right, so you're like yeah. standing in line and you're waiting, and you're like, "When do the doors open? When do the doors right. open?" And like that's like what I would do if I knew that you know somebody was like dropping something really cool, and I was just like hitting a five until the, the right. freaking key fell off, you know? Right, so right. And so like with you guys, when you drop something like hot, like say like the them side pops, or the them yeah. side pops, them side pops, yeah, I mean, or the contras or whatever they're first come first serve. Yeah, you just F five the crap out of it. Yeah, and I mean. But I, and I'm sure you hear this all the time, Sean. It's like when you go to the, the shows, you hear people as we walk by, especially if they know we're buyers from somewhere. Oh, they're always like, "Oh, these assholes! They're just gonna come buy everything." Right. And it's like, yeah, I'm gonna put in a lotto just like you. Yeah. Like that's literally what I do. I put in a lotto. If my name gets called, hey, cool. It's the if same not, Yeah, and sorry, yeah. And I try to so being someone that that came to this as a collector, I try to be super transparent. Um, and maybe it's to a fault and. As I continue to grow in this industry, it will iron itself out. But, you know, it's like when I go buy something from a table, especially if it's going to be first come, first serve, like usually when I wait in line and stuff like that, it's it's for me personally because I'm still a collector. Sure. Um, but if I make it to a table for first come, first serve, and that's going to go to the shop, that's, I, hey, I'm going to put this in the shop. Is that okay? Like, do you still yeah. want to sell it to me? And this this happens like you're... you're Sebastian, yeah, this like, happened to me with um with Borka. Like I got I got to his table at Nick's and I really I wanted to put one of the one of his little fixed plates in the shop. I thought it would do really well with our customer base. Um and I said to him, I was like, I, I would like to buy this, but it, I would love to put it up on the site. I'd love to rep you. You know, we do good photographs, we write up our products, and he was like, Wow. Okay. He's like, Yeah, you usually don't do that, but you could have just been an asshole and bought that, you know. But then, you know, and then it, it gets you the other way too. Like um at the Kentucky Custom Knife Show. I was at uh, Ryan Schwartz's table, okay. uh, Schwartz Knives, and he makes great knives. And he had this um, really great little fixed blade. Uh, again, like the smaller version fixed blades, I like those, and I'm always drawn to them. Yeah. And so as I'm like talking to him about it, and you know, hey, is it okay if I put this on the site? And he's like, oh yeah, sure. So a as we're like kind of ironing out that deal, a collector that I had met through like the Facebook worlds and all this stuff, he came up and he was like, oh my god, that knife is still there. I really, this is what I came for. And I was like, dude, dude it's yours. You know, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy this and put it on my website and make you buy it on my website. Like that's like that's what you came here for. The industry. Like. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's what a lot of people they bypass when they think about us as like buyers, right? They they forget that we also love this community. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not just doing it to flip it. You know. Yeah. It, well, being a retailer is different than being a the what you would quote unquote call a flipper. You know, behind your keyboard warrior mask, you know, right. it's it's different, and right. it's so we 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 yes, that's our job, but we're also in this for the community. Right. Yeah, I think they forget that 
like you said, you know, that we are people that like ser- like similar items. And so they assume, like, oh, they just want this this knife to put on the site. And it's like, man, there are times where I see things where I'm buying for Blade HQ, and I'm like, I wish I could just pick that up. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean, I just want to pull up my wallet and be like, hey, hook me up. I, I love, care yeah. this, you know, but it's like, it, like you said, it's the humanity of the industry. Like, if we don't work together and help each other do things, right. then we're not the community that we tell everybody we are. Exactly. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, it's you know, just nice show, it's just, and not community. Yeah, it's nice to be personal. Yeah. We'll meet the fans and talk to people and be like, hey, you know what? If you want something, get it. I'm going to yeah. wait in line just like you. Right. You know. I love hearing all this because, like, so I do have a long history in the industry because I was born into it and I've been running, like, crawling underneath blade show tables since I was born, basically, and, and all that. So I went to my first knife show at seven weeks old and I was passed around like the show. So I've, I've kind of been in this, and, and, and what I'm getting after is, my folks, the kind of the old school back in the day, the Bill Harsey era, the, the you know, as my, as Chris Reeve and, and, you know, Rick Hinder was starting off and, and the Strider guys and all that. And it was, it was a tight knit industry back then as well. And it was a community. And we always talked about how awesome everybody was. Like mm-hmm. there was really no bad apples and maybe one would pop up and then the industry would weed itself, weed that person out. And now we're almost like, what, a generation or a generation and a half or two or whatever down the road. And that same kind of, thought process is just inherent in there right you know your brand in in that big picture you're brand new to this you're basically the same brand new to this in that big 30 year right yeah we're picture. just a blip yeah. right mm-hmm. you look at dan delavan of plaza cutlery that dude retired just last year two years ago last after year. selling yeah. knives for 40 years yeah you know he's been selling our knives for 30 years and so it's cool to see that that like vibe has has translated down the road absolutely and that's what allows the community to be so collaborative, you know, like, right. like the knife that you showed me, the, the, the right. Koenig, uh, right. the mini goblin, yeah. you know, like those collaborations are huge and it's a big part of the community. And it's, it's because makers don't have these walls of like, this is my design, get out of here. It's like, Oh, Hey, I actually think I could help you produce that. And right. it'd be really awesome. Or let's change this and right. add my, you know, thumb stud to it. Yeah. Try this out. I know uh, how to yeah. do this really well. I'll exactly. show you how to do it. You should stick it on there. It might help your knife. And it just, it makes this stuff, like, so interesting. It's know? an insanely, like, collaborative industry. And it's not, right. it's not common in other other things like this. Right. And, I mean, even the fact that you two are sitting here in this room right now, technically, people will be like, they're competitors. So it's, it's a different, you know, it's it's right. different things, of course. But, like, that people always assume that, like, we would not, like, want to hang out with Rick Hinder or the Spartan Blades guys. And, like, it couldn't be farther from the truth. Yeah, like, right. way exactly. too much. We hang out with those guys every time we go to a show. It's, like, when we're done and everyone clears out, it's, like, where are we getting dinner? Like, we all just kind of go, yep. sit and hang out. And yeah. and uh, it's it's so funny because in other industries, uh, you wouldn't do that. You would not be talking to your competitor about how you make your thing and how they can, how to help them make their thing better. Like, but in the, re- like in the long run, like, it benefits all of us. Yeah. We'd be s- silly to think that, like, people that buy our knives only buy our knives. Right. They buy everyone's knives. And it'd be silly to think that you can only own one knife. We were talking about right. this earlier. Like, people yeah. like, kind of throw a hit our way. It's like, it's like, dude, we know that you have our knife and, like, 50 others, and it's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> we want it to be that way. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's like, you know, you're carrying <laughs> this <laughs> mini goblin in your pocket right now. It's yeah. like, we're not exclusive to the only Like, a guy walked make. up to the, <laughs> the booth today and was like, uh, here's, here's, trying to choose between, between a couple knives and I was like yeah just throw it in your pocket you know see if you like it try it be, between like a large Spence and a large Incos or something like that and he goes oh well you know I'd have to pull out this Emerson and you know I would want to <laughs> show you or something like that I was like I don't care and I was like let me see it like what are you carrying you know like I don't care yes people carry other knives like Emerson's just fine <laughs> you know I'm trying to help you get the right one of my knives 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. I mean, uh, from the retailer side to the, to the, to the manufacturing side of it, like it's, uh, it's a very tight knit, very cool community. And it seems like it's been that way for obviously a long time. Yeah, it's crazy to see this continue on and yeah. watch people around around us. It's not looking insanely like we were talking about this a little earlier, not to like talk about like you know haters because they're gonna hate. That's the saying, am I right? But it's this, it's an insanely outspoken industry as well. Like that's one of the things that I was talking about with you guys a little earlier. Like in the in the music retail industry, like most customers don't know much about what they're buying. They just, you know, pick it up and that's that. There were certain customers, it was usually the guys that were buying vintage gear that were super educated. They knew everything about it. Like, if you take oh. out this tuning machine, the inside's going to have this stamp. Like, and The that was layers like a, of the paint on the guitar. Like, yeah. yeah. The way know? that the, the finish is checking and cracking is indicative of a nitrocellulose finish. Like, these kind of things. Like, And they would be, like, super hardcore, like, nerdy about it. And that was, like, the 1% of, of that yeah. retail right. world. But that's work for 90 percent. That's every single customer. Yeah, like, yeah. they know everything. We have about a very educated about customer every base. Knife, and it's like, whoa! Like I had to like, you know, kind of learn our brand. And then if I don't know yeah. everything about everyone else's brand, I'm kind of like a you know hack or yeah, like, whatever it is. You know, it's kind of funny. It's like, cool because you get to have like work with a really educated customer base, but it's almost to a fault sometimes. You know? Yeah, and and that's where where it gets a little little iffy. But there's probably like it's cool. Thirty percent of the people in this like industry that are like diagnosably OCD for my assessment. Uh, it's way higher than That's that. That's a compliment too, people. Don't th I'm not hating on you. I'm just saying like they notice everything. It's Dude, most it's awesome. OCD people are like self-diagnosed too. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's me. But it helps keep the product honest. There's seven oh, people does. that are listening to this really podcast does. right now out of 10 that are like it really yeah, is overlooked. People and I joke about it every now and then because I'm OCD. I really am about a lot of stuff. But right. we talk about the customers and you know, oh People are complaining about the centering or whatever else. Right. And it's like, it keeps people honest. Right. It mm -hmm. really does. It, honest yes. feedback. It's constructive criticism. Yeah. yeah. And How many that's times what helps us that? progress. Yeah. yeah. It keeps us on our toes. The, it keeps our quality, like, up. Yeah. Down. The knife community definitely has short feedback loops. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, centering or, like, a gritty pivot. You know, it's like, oh, I wasn't expecting this knife to feel so gritty. Yeah. It's like, well, what does that mean to you? Yeah. You know, one. And it, that gets back to, like, oh, well, I want to touch it. You know, what yeah. do you mean? I need to feel what but, you mean by gritty. But you're right. It, it keeps people honest and it keeps them on their toes. And it 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 makes everyone think twice before they package that knife up and, and send it out the door. Think twice. Uh, right. Think twice. Yeah, there oh, we go. Oh, look at me. Yeah, look at me. Yeah. I'm so, so punny. It's just the yeah. whole knife industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For yeah. Think twice, call Yeah, so no. Yeah. No, and so I, I'm so happy to hear that. And I think it would make my father really happy because... Um, you know, we have the reputation. We we won, have won the the manufacturing quality award from Blade Magazine like tons of times, and uh, what my dad he got really sick of it. Not in the sense of like being boastful or like having a big head or anything. He was just like, "Why am I winning this all the time? Like, does is nobody else have a quality that can can compete?" And mm -hmm. he was very adamant and and driven to help raising the quality of the entire industry. He was notorious for going to be in booths all over the place with with his friends and other makers in the in the industry checking out knives and saying hey you could do this or you could try that or, or watch this or trying to help improve people mm -hmm. and so now quite a few years later it's so cool to see that like almost to a fault like blade centering is like a thing like grittiness lockstick all these things that we've just beat ourselves up about our own knives for so long and and other many other makers it's like standard in the industry right. that kind of quality absolutely and that's really cool to see i think i think he'd be like very 
very proud to see that. And I'm not saying that he was the one that, that did it, but I think exactly. he was yeah. definitely a major player in it. Um, it's still a high bar for us to clear, you know. Oh, absolutely. Today, On a daily like we, basis. It's, you know, it's something we have to always be cognizant of and, and, and work really hard to do. And, you know, we, we as a company are trying to grow and do all the things that we're trying to do, but it can never be at the sacrifice of our quality. Yep. You know, it would be really easy for us to, like, you know, just outsource some stuff and make a bunch of things and, you know, do all these kind of things. 16 new models. And we can make a bunch of money, but, like, we can't do it at the at the thing that we're known for. We can't, like, get rid of that. Right. Effort, you know? And right. that's why we always are, you know, we grow slow and intentionally and, and have for the 30 years this company's been around. But, like, um, yeah, it's a, it's a high part of clear. But it, that's, that? a good, that's a good observation, though. I mean, those kind of things, that kind of feedback, those kind of people calling that stuff out. I mean, in this in this industry specifically... Not much gets by, you know, sure. and uh, if it does, it doesn't get by for a long time. Like somebody will eventually call it out, like they'll blow it up. At some exactly. Point, you know? And it's not like a, it's not ever a call out that like it's brushed under the rug, you know, right. like, like I, I still don't know how people like, and this is a tangent, but like when Toyota had that thing where like the, 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 the pedal got stuck and it was like going, remember? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But like people still buy Toyotas. Uh, but I feel like if that were to happen in right. this industry, people would like never... Yeah, you never like a lock failing, like you never yeah. buy them again. Yeah, and then and then it would be done. Like that company would go out of it. Like you know. Yeah, I don't know if it was like Toyota's. Toyota just had a brilliant marketing camp, like crew that saved them from that. Or it's, I don't know. They do continue to make phenomenal vehicles. I drive a Tundra myself, and it's the lowest uh, vehicles. You know, thirty-year maintenance, like, seventy. A hit, a hit like that, like your brakes go out, <laughs> like that's a huge that's hit. A huge hit. You know? Yeah, that's not a small issue. <laughs> Oh yeah, so people remember like we still remember. Do that. you have brakes? Yeah. They work, yeah. Oh okay, real good. We're just making sure. Do, them all the time. Do you? But That's what we should be asking. No, the knife community definitely is. It, it has swift justice. Right. Like, really <laughs> That's a good does. way to put it. You know what I mean? I I, I justice. I scour Instagram. Right. And I look for the trolls all the time because I think it's hilarious. Like, oh yeah, I, I there's really some savages like, out there. Yeah, I watch people light up people in comments, and I'm just yeah. like, this guy, man. He's having a yeah. good time tonight. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this kid is just at home laughing, having yeah. a good time. Tearing it up. His mom's basement. Yeah. Just <laughs> I do have to try and stay <laughs> out of it as much as I can. I will. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I started doing when I came on board at Urban was, like, I managed the, the so IG cool. account. Oh, really? And so it took, a, like, a good, like, solid week and a half for me to, like, stop taking it personally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but then, cool. like, then I just developed this motto of just, like, troll back with kindness. Yeah. So, yeah. I just you know, if that's what you want to give me, like that's what I'll give you back. But, sure. um, but then again, it's also it's just good feedback. Like, so some of the some of the trolls are right. It's like, oh, why are you bringing that up in the in in the uh, description in your Instagram when you could be talking to me about this? And I'm like, yeah. right. okay, touche. So you know, I'll change that. But yeah, you have to filter some of how they say stuff and just exactly what, what, like, what is it you? that you're actually trying to say? Right. Yeah. And it usually it's good feedback. You know? <laughs> But then it's funny because it like, usually is a funny. Usually, word. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Usually is pretty broad. It's funny because then, like, I I definitely hang out a lot and and learned my knife world stuff from from my dad and and Bill Harsey, Rick Hinder, those guys, and we we still have that other side where, in some ways, like blade centering doesn't really matter to us or dock stick or those kind of things don't matter to us because we we at least try and like design from it being a knife and a cutting tool. And that's kind of the first thing. Like, does it work? Right. You know, a lot of times, like, come on, man. Like, does it does it work? Does it lock up? Is it is it good? You know, it's like the other stuff is still kind of details. So it's it's this funny balance. You because I think some people get like caught up in those details. Um, 
And so it is kind of funny, like, talking to some of the, the older guys. They're like, what? Like, it's off by, like, 3,000. Who cares? Like, the blade center. It's like, who cares? You know? It still I works. I do think you have a good you idea know? in there, and that's it's the knife version of Come On, Man. Yeah. Like how they do on Monday Night Football. Right. Come on, man. I think we should do that. We should do a segment on that together. I'm in. We should do Come On, Man. I like that. <laughs> Come, Come on, man. Just like you two. Yeah, and we'll just like talk about like returns and stuff and like trolls. And you just two should like start a podcast, a night podcast. It's Oof. the golden era. Did you know? Oh, come on, man. We're gonna yeah. come, on, come man. on, man. We'll just uh, set up a FaceTime account or yeah. whatever. Apparently, Honestly, Google Chat. I don't even know what the hell you guys use for social media stuff anymore. I have a Blade HQ oh, Tim account. Oh, it's MySpace. And it's right. fantastic. <laughs> MySpace is back, dude. <laughs> dude from the graveyard, round six. That's all you had to be. If you were friends yeah. with Tom, you were the shit. Yeah, you're automatically a friend with Tom, so you're Yeah, Tom carries a Sabenza, actually. <laughs> that, I wouldn't doubt it. A plain Jane, large. Medium. Medium Sabenza, excuse me. Medium, yes. he's, he's, Tom from MySpace is the only medium Sabenza. <laughs> well, the most th- epic troll on the Nash community? Yeah. Is Tom. I'm going to make that happen. So I'm going to give Tom a If a you want to see the medium Sabenza, you got to go to MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. But seriously, though, what is Tom doing right now? Where is he? I hope he's not wearing a white shirt. Looking, looking back, looking like, back at it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I he's probably like it. he's probably got millions. Though, right? Remember the photo <laughs> that Tom had on MySpace? He's like, like sitting in a chair. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. The white shirt. Yeah. He's Sorry. got millions though. A little still, esoteric. Right? He's still loaded, Tom. I mean, he's not like Zuckerberg rich, but he's well, got. Didn't he make a bunch of money off of JT when JT bought Justin Timberlake? Yeah, that's who owns MySpace, or at least for a while. Are you kidding me? I think so. Justin Timberlake owns MySpace. Can we get a yeah. Google fact check on that? <laughs> yeah. Phone's coming out. If that's for real, then I'm so starting to finally get into the fact check. Because if he's my friend, then. He owned it at one point. No, that was just in the movie. He was just in the movie. That was about Facebook, though. <laughs> yeah, I think Tim's just really confused because Justin Timberlake was in the movie about yeah, Facebook. Yeah, did you? Damn it, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I just got so excited. No, I swear to God. That's my over there, like, does Justin Timberlake or has Dude. he ever owned MySpace? Uh-oh. Wait, this is so we have some kind of MySpace page, but it looks like this. No, we just need to it's know if a, Justin Timberlake owns MySpace. It's still a graveyard. It just took me to Happy Dot Fortune's favorite. Rod, can you make yourself useful over there and fucking? What? <laughs> we need a fact checker over here. Hey Siri. Hey Siri. Oh. Ooh. Look at that. Has JT ever owned MySpace? Well, it beeped higher, so stop listening to you at that point. That's how Hey Siri works. It's a no. I'm it's telling you right now, it's a no. Hard no? That man is a real entrepreneur. Pump the brakes. Hard no. Send that idea to the windshield. We're, I won't pump We're in it. Pumping in the brakes. MySpace was acquired. His own social media network with MySpace investment. Throw it up. That's what I fucking said, dude. Wow. Did you put this up? June 30th, 2011. I told you. I think, Tim Reed. I think Tim might have put that on Wikipedia. Look, let me leave by example. I dropped Tim. it in let 2011 me, uh, for this combo. Yeah, this was it, it was just waiting troll. for it. Waiting this was for a it. Tim Reeve troll. What the longest that? con ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got you guys. Let me just leave by example, Tim, and say I was wrong, and I'm sorry for doubting you. Thank you. We might not be wrong though, and if we're not, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get so many emails about this. Oh yeah, I, I hope Justin Timberlake emails. 
to be a Matt versus Tim thing here. I like it. Anyway, how do you guys feel about Justin Timberlake? JT, Man in the Woods. JT's a killer. He's hot. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Really? Dude, he he can't. He can do no wrong. He can't really. He can't. Even Alpha Dog. I'll still watch it. I don't know what that is. Sure sounds bad, but I'd be into Subpar it. movie. Is it dog yeah. food? Yeah. It's a movie? Yeah. Is it a movie about dog he food? He was in the breakup. Is it a movie about dog Mila food? Kunis, right? Was that the breakup? Breakup? Or no, no, no. girlfriend? Or, uh, That's the one where she's the head of Vince Vaughn, the guy that looks tired all the time. Get, I know what you're talking about. I never watched that because he no, didn't yeah, carry that's a knife. It's fun. It's, uh, that's a great movie, though. Which one? Yeah. No, it's not. Matt, we're going to fight. And you will win. <laughs> but let me just tell you, dude. I walked out of that in the theaters when it first came out. I didn't walk out. out. I did. Let me just. Did I, I watch it recently? Think about that all the way right through. Now, it's great. And my blood pressure raises because it's like, it's like if you, you know, did you ever go to your friend's house when you were a kid and their parents are arguing? <laughs> that movie. No, was that like was you, my house. It was like you. That was my house too. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was my house too. We can talk about this later. Yeah, that movie was like I paid. Ten dollars to like listen to my friend's parents argue and like just feel sad the whole time. Like, oh, jeez, can we we get out of here? No, nope, Vince nope. Vaughn has so many nope. good like one liners <laughs> of that. <laughs> I just feel like Vince Vaughn always plays the same character in every oh, movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's accurate. Yeah, no, but, absolutely. But no, you gotta love those kind of actors. Yeah. The part where he's <laughs> where he's talking shit to the kid while he's playing Xbox yeah. <laughs> kills me. I don't <laughs> think I saw this movie. You need to see. He it. looks so cute with that tiny controller. You know, give me an example. I don't really like movies. <laughs> That's fair. Very long time. They make time go like t- very fast. Right. Or slow. You're, you're like somebody that loves every minute of life and just no, sucks the barrel from no, the, the but it's like <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I'm not just like this like crazy peppy person. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> you put on a movie and then it's over and then you're like, fuck, that was three and a half hours. Like your life gone. And like, I didn't even do laundry. Yeah, that's fair. Look, Vince, I think you're great. You start Jennifer, while still smoking. Movies. But that movie gave me... My mom taught me how to do me that exactly. growing up. Every Sunday. Had a high... Movies, iron shirts. Yeah, maybe how I should do you just... iron shirts now? <laughs> I don't. I don't iron shirt. I just fold my shirts. <laughs> you do. Fold See what's over right there? So That's Matt kicked board. me off the ironing board when I tried to iron my shirt after he... Why were you on it? I, I kicked him off it. because we have places to be. We were on a time crunch, and he's over there freaking... I put my shirt on. He goes, are you really going to wear that? And so I'm like, okay, fine, I'll iron it. So I take it off. I start ironing it. He then just kicks me off and irons it himself. We have places to pay, dude. Yeah, see, but Matt, Matt. What? The shower steam trick. Yeah, but that doesn't work. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. No. I did that tonight before I went to dinner. Then you must take a long-ass shower. No, no, no. You just crank the shower, and you hang the shirt right next to the shower. Use all the hot water. Also, I am fairly confident that why would I care about anybody else? Tim knows how to iron, but this was just a ploy to get you to iron the shirt because I wrote that trick. Mm. Yeah, you like lock eyes and just slowly iron. No, my wife still thinks I can't load the dishwasher. Dude, (laughs) well, secrets out now. (laughs) Like, if she listens to this podcast, so she's got way better things to do. She's got way better things to do than listen to this podcast. Uh, you know what's really funny about this? Is I used to be the Tim. I have a, tw- I have a the dishwasher. <laughs> I have a twin brother. We don't look anything alike. But growing up, he was like uh, super uh, kind of hardcore and anal about certain things like ironing his shirts. And we were in high school. Are you just talking about yourself? Nope. Yep. We were in high school. <laughs> I would, uh, this is tying back to ironing shirts. Give me oh, one second okay. here. It's like, <laughs> it's he would like, uh, he would, we would fight all the time. And uh, we'd wake up in the mornings 
And he'd be ironing his shirts. And he'd be like, dude, iron my shirt. And he's like, no, fuck you, no. But he'd be all pissed off at me because like, it was like early and stuff. And I'd be like, come on, like, you're faster than I am at it. Just iron my shirt, dude. And he's like, no, no. And I was like, I'll give you a dollar. He's like, I'm not doing it for a fucking dollar. I was like, that's a, it's going to take you one minute. I'm paying you $60 an hour to iron shirts at this here. this rate, yeah. <laughs> and then in the long end, he would iron my shirt and still be so mad at me. Like, we would leave in the morning on getting our car to to school and be like, hey, man, when you listen to you, fuck off. Like, <laughs> because I paid him to iron my shirt. But you I won. Did. No, I gave him a dollar. You still got what you wanted. Yeah, I did. You're good on that. That was good. Good for you. Just pay your dues. And that's how I talked about myself and ironing shirts for two minutes on this podcast. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, what time is it? I don't Late. Know. I think it's like twelve forty-five. We probably should. Twelve forty-one. Should you wrap this shit up? Is it time to go out? Yeah, let's do this, man. Go out. I like just got bed? a text from who? Uh, I can't. It's a guy named Ryan. Is it a booty? Sounds call? pretty cool. No, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan isn't my booty call. Is he from a nice? He's tough, dude. From MySpace. He's like. Is he really tall? This dude's a monster. He's like Scotty size, like six eight. Oh no shit. He's just this giant bouncer down here. Tall so drink of water, huh? He always asks if you want to go out. Tall drink of water, yeah. I love that. I love that saying. I don't know if it has any like weird connotations, but I, what I just, that, where did that come from? I don't know. It's kind of like putting lipstick on a pig. That's <laughs> <laughs> what my mom no, says about putting yeah. jewels on something ugly, you know. <sighs> origin of now we all want to know though. Yeah, that'll be on uh, the next episode. We'll talk about the origin, the origins of, of tall drink of, of water <laughs> and lipstick on a pig. Yeah, probably the same situation. It's a thirsty pig with lipstick on. <laughs> I mean, and to be a short. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, it's a right. fun, though, guys. Yeah, this Thanks is for great. coming out, yeah. guys. Yeah. Hey. Super yeah. fun. Thanks yeah. a billion. Everybody get out there and um, but, you know. don't uh, don't watch the breakup. Don't do it. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> don't watch the breakup. It's the <laughs> old vendetta. You all should watch the breakup. Yeah. But uh, but get after, uh, if you, um, you know, Mote and uh, Blade HQ and uh, some urban, urban EDC supply. I still got to get my lips around that one. I'll tell you what. First yeah. person that sends me a video of them watching the breakup the whole time, I'll give them something off my desk. Now I'm going to have to so watch the movie. you want a two-hour video of somebody watching the, the breakup? It's kind of yeah, creepy. That's perfect. Right. That's, no, a good, that's really that's what good I want. Job. I just want to see what people are like, doing in their lives. Done, dude. I actually have this loaded already. <laughs> like bonus, oh, man. Bonus points for Fox. My YouTube Rob. channel. Of- <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Rob won it. You guys all suck. Check out my YouTube channel. Uh, watch Rob watch movies. Uh, <laughs> watch Rob watch movies. Yes. Stop. I'm going to die. Let's cut it off at that. It's not getting any better. All right. Thanks, you guys. Vegas.